soundtrack is going, going, gone. Welcome to Alter Your Comics Presents. I'm Alex. And I'm Jared. And uh, it's just two of us today. Another small group. Another small group. At least Laura should be back next week, and Adrian should be coming back soon-ish, too. I don't yeah, know if it's he next said he was week out until April, right? Right. So I think next week would be when he... That might be the last week that he's out, or I don't know. He'll be back soon. I'm going to laugh, though. If he'll be like, all right, I'm good in two weeks. I'm like, well, we're taking two weeks, and two weeks we won't be here because I'm going on vacation, so... Oh, well, it is what it is. Unless we have you and, you and Adrian come in and check on the cat while we're on vacation. We could do that. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but until then, we have stuff to talk about today. Um, so last week, you may remember that Jared mentioned that you don't like when heroes turn to villains, villains turn to heroes, <laughs> that back and forth. They're just stay where you are. Yes. And I was like, well, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's sometimes it's good for change. It is. So it is. I, I just like... Like Doc Ock, that was a villain. Then they turned him into a good guy, and now did, he's a villain again. But but did, but did you read him when he was a good guy? No. So it was a phenomenal story because he wasn't all that and good. Of that's a good guy. the difference right there. Is I didn't read it. I just didn't like the concept of it. You were you know, the internet. He is that, a good you, or bad guy. You were the internet. Oh, they're changing him. Oh, they're making Thor a female. Oh, they're making like no, no. Those are different people. If you read the story, yeah. So you fell into the trap of the internet. Oh, definitely falls in the click. Definitely. But that's okay. That's okay. We'll live and learn and forget and the right. Doc Ock, they turn it, back into villain anyway. It doesn't matter. And I'm not saying that it's a horrible thing. Like, I will try to read that at some point, you know, check that out. Because that is, like you said, you've told me several times that it's a great story. Yeah. Especially, and there's also the internet people that are like, oh, they're changing. I'm, I'm done forever. Like, okay, well, yeah. nothing in this lasts forever. Right. I mean, you I'm, know. You know, oh, Peter Parker's dead. He's not going to stay dead. Right. And I'm not one of those that's, oh, this is going to stop me from, I will never read this again. I'm not like that. I just, I prefer your villains to be your villains. And not not shades of gray. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm classic comic book guy. That's fair enough. (laughs) But anyway, with that, well, we have a bunch of characters here that at one point or another were villains and then have become heroes and then may have gone back to villainous ways, even with some of them, depending on your point of view. Uh, so I'll start it off first in honor of, or in tribute for Laura not being here, I'll mention a Spider-Man character, and that is not Doc Ock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is Venom. Uh, Venom first appeared when, like, well, okay. It's complicated, as per most comic books. Like, oh, do you count the first appearance of the black suit? Because that's the symbiote, and that turns out to be Venom. Or do you actually count when it's Eddie Brock, villain, blah, 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 blah. Venom, it was just a black suit symbiote. We didn't, it had no name before. It turned into Venom once it hit to Eddie Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he's like, all right, uh, hey, the scorned lover, almost like, of what the symbiote had that that was that was angry at Peter and then Eddie Brock was angry at Peter as well. So that's why like, Oh, we both hate Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. Let's attack them. And since then, like anymore now, Venom and Brock has come to terms where they're actually, uh, they're good now, but like, Oh, for a long time, we're a bad guy ish. There's like the Venom lethal protector subtitle storyline thing where he's a villain. If He's going against Spider-Man. You know, if random out in the street, he's like, no, no, he will still, you know, robbers, other super, true supervillains, whatever. Yeah, I'll fight them. But it comes down to Spider-Man. That, that's a sore spot. I'll still fight you. <laughs> so I'm a Spider-Man villain. The rest of the world, eh, anti-hero. Not necessarily good, not necessarily bad. Mostly on the good side, but extra violent on the good. So, yeah. Uh, first one on my list is Venom. Uh, what's the first one on your list? First one on my list was Plastic Man from DC Comics. Uh, he was originally in Police Comics or something like that. It wasn't even owned by DC. DC picked it up later on. But uh, he was a crook, and he basically, from early life, he fell into life of crime. Um, he became part of a burglary ring, and he specialized as a safecracker. So they were doing a late-night heist at a chemical plant, and... They were all surprised by the Night Watchman there. He uh, basically 
kind of fell into some drums and stuff and some chemicals landed on him. Your typical the superhero. D- the typical DC yeah. failsafe. Of like, all right, yep. fall into a, ba- a vat of whatever. Yeah, that's goo. the default way to become a superhero or villain. Or, or get struck by <laughs> lightning. Yeah. But uh, he actually gets shot and um, he gets out to the street and everything and find out his cohorts left him. They drove off without him. So he was uh, recovering with the help of a monk and learned that those chemicals gave him powers pretty much the same as Mr. Fantastic's. And I believe that was before – was that before or after the Fantastic Four though? I think it was before. I think he may have been part of the Golden Age, but I don't know for sure and I didn't look it up. I can believe it being before just because that's typical of Marvel. Like, oh, we'll take yours and tweak it and make it better. <laughs> but I'm not sure about that. Yeah. He could have come after. But, uh, yeah, he was a criminal, just a low-time crook pretty much who got superpowers and then became a good guy helping people. Um, he may have even been part of the police force at one time and helping – I know he helped out the FBI and then kind of when the New Age DC stuff, he became a superhero, part of the Justice League at times – so, had a pretty long career in comics, really. And doesn't he have, like, yeah, he's got, like, these weird sunglasses. The yeah. Oh. Uh, they're I more like know. goggles, tinted goggles. Yeah, I, I did a quick Google search to try to explain it. They're like rock star glasses, but not. Yeah. Yeah, they're really weird. At one time, I thought, is he just, like, doing that with his eyes? Because those stretch, too. Right, which so, is kind of like, unless they like, give an explanation, like, at least Mr. Fantastic, they say, oh, we have unstable particles that, you know, are close right. stretch too. Yeah. Versus him is like, oh, no, they, it just happens to be what they yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the comic book, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, he, just, he has the weirdest costume too, like the super deep V yeah. that goes down to his belt and he's got this stitching across. <laughs> yeah. Like. Oh, is that stitching there because it's overstretching or is that a choice? Right. Or why? Yeah. Just, it's an odd look. Yeah. Um, he was portrayed uh, on The Flash. I can't think of the ad actor's name who was fired, but uh, I think he did a good job as Plastic Man. Uh, or no, wait. I'm sorry. I have that backwards because he played Elongated Man, not Plastic Man. So his first appearance was in 1941. I believe that's before the Fantastic Four. And I was pretty sure it was Golden Age. So his was 41, and I'm doing some quick Googling. Yeah, I uh, am Fantastic wrong. Four was 61, so yeah. he was for, he was before Mr. Fantastic. Yep, and I am wrong on that when the Flash portrayal. I was thinking of Elongated Man. Uh, okay. So. Again, very similar powers. Yeah, they're all stretchy people. <laughs> and... <laughs> Wasn't it Plastic Man that was in Deceased? That was yes, like the River of the, Blood. He was the moat, and they're like, oh, they thought it was a river, uh, river of blood and stuff, and it was, him, and it was and him. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That's the only thing. I, I I don't know a whole lot of DC, but I do remember that, like, that was cool and yeah. horrific. Yep. So, all right. Uh, next one on my list is The Punisher. Now, the argument could be said, was he ever really a good guy? I mean... Yes and no. He's taking out criminals. Right. In that aspect, probably. But, and also by just straight up murdering them. Yeah, so, that's the questionable Like, acts. okay, he's still a villain from that standpoint. It's yeah. the anti-hero thing. Right. Like, what defines an anti-hero? It's, you do You stop good, crime, but you do it violently. Right, you stop crime by committing crime itself. Yeah. Like, you are still a murderer, either way. But you're murdering bad people, so people don't care as much then. Right. But, I don't know. Uh, but the Punisher was first the original, like a true villain, villain, because um, he wanted he was hunting Spider Man. He was originally a Spider Man villain, where he thought that Spidey killed Norman Osborn, and Punisher's like, all right, well, cool. Uh, I need to stop you because you killed this, you know, high profile, whatever. And of course, you find out no, Spider Man didn't actually do it. Blah blah blah. Everything's fine. We're cool. Punisher's like, all right, well, now that I have this ability of killing people. We'll start killing other people, too. And then, of course, you get the backstory of, oh, well, his family died, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you don't know his origin story, then you probably aren't listening to this podcast because it's The Punisher. We've seen multiple movies, multiple TV series, or a TV series at this point, and it's been around for a long time. The most recent Punisher series, though, is a new twist where he has a new Punisher logo on his chest because he's working with the hand and it, the first issue ended with a major cliffhanger. I don't want to mention yet until issue two comes out. 
Um, but yeah, Punisher. Uh, it has that, if you remember the iconic Spider-Man issue where it has him like looking down the scope, you know, Spidey in the crosshairs. Yep. Background's yellow. I believe so. Yep. I know they did multiple printings. Yeah. And they changed the color. I think the first printing was yellow. But yeah, Punisher, originally a villain trying to hunt down Spidey. So that's two Spideys in a row. That's for you, Laura. And because they were on my list. <laughs> there you go. Uh, on my list, I had Harley Quinn. Um, she started out as a psychiatrist that was treating the Joker, fell in love with the Joker, helped him escape, became Joker's girlfriend, and just through him being abusive and man- manipulative, she basically went back and forth dating him, and when she wasn't dating him, she kind of was a good guy, but then she'd go back to him, and then they act- she actually broke it off for good with him and kind of joined the Suicide Squad. Since then, she's been pretty much a hero she's actually helping batman in different story arcs here recently that's been really good they've done a lot of great stuff with her character development yeah and so i i definitely have mixed feelings about harley because she was originally an animated series character she yeah. wasn't even in comics originally but people loved her enough so like all right yeah. we'll put her in comics too which is not there's anything wrong with that but the I think that's the biggest one. I know you mentioned last week that was the biggest. Like <sighs> villains are supposed to be villains, yeah. And that's the most recent big profile one to change. Yeah, and I think to that's... me she was a better character as the psycho killer trying to win Joker's affection type of thing. It, it was and on the entertainment aspect, right? But this stuff here recently has been good, and it's been you know leveling up to where. This has been really good stuff. Well, I, I think that the one reason why they did that is because there was definitely a bit of an underground, like, it's not like, oh, you know, there you see the memes of, oh, find, make sure you find the Harley Quinn to your Joker or the Joker to your Harley Quinn. Right. Like, do you guys realize that that's an abusive relationship? Yeah, like, that's the, highly toxic. You Not even just toxic, just full on abusive. Like, yeah. he would abuse her, like, Physically and mentally, like, yeah, that's not good. Not at I all. I think that's why they pivoted away from that. Like, like, oh, crap, people are people that aren't in the know are saying this is the perfect thing. So when other people are reading it, like, wait, so you want to go back to the abusive, you right. know, he's in charge no matter what, and she takes it and whatever it is, what it is. Like, right. That's not a good thing, especially this, I mean, ever, to be clear, but this day and age when we know like, Hey, this stuff happens. It's not good. Right. So they're like, all right, we need to switch that away and then have her do a redemption. Sort yes. Of thing. And this is actually one. I don't mind the villain becoming a heroic type of character because, because it is getting out of that abuse. They've told a really good story with her. And at that point, and she just, wasn't the villain. She was the victim. Right. Just for the past 20 years since she, I don't remember when she debuted in the comics. 1990. Nine, yeah. 98. I mean. 90-something. Well, it's it's 2022. So if it was in the 90s, it's over it's, 20 years It's old. been over 20 years ago. Yeah, since she debuted in the comics. And they've told this really good story of her. She was being abused constantly. And then when she started to break it off and, you know, building herself back up. They've done a really good job with it. And I, I I obviously have no crystal ball to see the future. If I did, I probably would not be in my line of work that I am in. But I would not I would be surprised if the if Warner DC, whoever, does not continue on the nineties Batman animated series. Because oh, I think they should. Because I mean, we already know that Disney's doing that with the X-Men. So Disney or, you know, DC and Marvel, they like to copy each other a lot. Sure. We already have the Harley Quinn rated R animated series on HBO, but if they could do another like continue actual continuation from the nineties Batman series where it does show Harley breaking off from Joker and going independent route. Right. I would not, there is money to be made there. Yeah. The actors are still alive. The main actor is Kevin Conroy and uh, Mark Hamill do it while they're still alive and continue on the '90s Batman animated series. Have if it it's it is printing money if they do that. I mean, if if Hulu can bring back Futurama again, 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 I think uh, depending on how many times it's been canceled and brought back, then why wouldn't HBO like, hey, we have the IP, uh, we need to compete with Disney Plus. So all right, Disney Plus, you got X Men. We're bringing back Batman. We're going back to our 90s animated art fights where everybody wins. They get to watch it. Yeah. So here's 
you know, shaking the crystal ball, knocking on wood. Good luck. Hopefully I would, I would be surprised if they do not continue that on at some point, just because I know they've done it in comic books. They've done the animated series and comics, which if they do the animated show, then all right, well you have the groundwork is already laid with the people who picked up the comics continue on from there. Just adapt that. Yep. Or Or just just do your own. Do, can you imagine the nineties animated series doing the court of owls? God, that would be amazing. Right? Or in doing a a P or a what is it? A G version of Killing Joke, even. Or like something they hadn't touched in you know yeah. that came out after the animated series, like, oh, this would be some major stuff. Wow. Like and somehow do it and then do a tie into Batman Beyond. Like, all right, have Terry McGinnis travel back in time and have that a little story arc as well. Yeah. Like that is money yeah. that they would be printing then. Yep. And it's have they a, could bring in some of the Justice League characters too yeah. as guest spots. The, I mean don't do it very often, but they could. You know what I mean? There, there's the options are kind of limitless for them right now. Animation is so much cheaper than live action, especially nowadays where everything's computerized. So like yeah. why I again, I'm not saying that they will do it. I know they're doing Warner Brothers doing like a major Major media merger, that was a tongue twister, with uh, Discovery, Discovery Channel and everything. So their money's a little tied up, but also, why not? Yeah. I mean, give, me, give me a reason why not to do this. Right. And Unless you just can't get the voice actors. But as, honestly, as long as you get Kevin Conroy, that's the big one. Yeah. I mean, you can do, if you don't get Mark Hamill back immediately, okay, well, we just won't have Joker there for a little while. Right. We have the whole rose gallery of villains that we could do. Right. And, but I do want, again, I do want the animated series, get Mark Hamill in and have Harley Quinn trans, you know, go from the, you know, the girlfriend, the, the abusive girlfriend, whatever to, all right, she breaks out on her own. And then yeah. say we get a true spinoff then like get a, like sure we have the rated R Harley, have that tie in with the animated series. Like, all right, we'll do a prequel to that. Have, Kaylee Kuko Kroko, or whatever her name is. Yeah. P- Penny from Big Bang Theory that does Harley Quinn. Because I think the original Harley actress is dead, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't I think sure it if she's was, around. Uh... Oh, but shit. even if she's unavailable or whatever, then we can still get the, the quote, new animated Harley Quinn voice actress. And all right, we'll have that transition there. And then, oh, that rated R Harley series is now canon with the 90s Batman series. It is printing money, uh, or at least subscription views to it. I don't know how that. I don't know how subscriptions work for money, but it is what it is. I think it would get viewers. So moving on from Harley, because I'm are you looking her up still? See if she's still alive. Yeah, she is still alive. Okay, she was born in 1955, though. She she's not a but spring chicken. I guess chicken. in the 90s she would have only been in her 40s. Yeah, around that time. Yeah, but she's she's not super young anymore. No. But either way. Yeah, either way. So, uh, I'll move on from my rant about bringing back Batman. Uh, If you like that idea, then uh, tweet at Warner Brothers or whatever and say, hey, listen to this guy and pay him money to do this. So, because that'd be cool. And the the other guy that sits next to him. Right, yeah. (laughs) We were on the podcast. It's our intellectual property. That's right. So, there we go. (laughs) Uh, So, moving on. Next one on my list is a twofer, two-pack, whatever you want to call it. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Uh, I'm combining them together because their story is the same. Yeah, it's a package deal on that one. Um, they both started off with the uh, Brotherhood of Brotherhood of Mutants or Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, depending on your point of view. Um, they're definitely the evil, the villains with Magneto. Uh, Magneto recruited them to fight along because he saved their lives and like they owe him a debt. So like, all right, well. We don't necessarily like you, but you did save our lives, so we'll fight with you and blah, blah, blah. And eventually they got on their own, and here we are. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely – I remember – I don't remember what issue it is, but I remember seeing the panel of, like, oh, we're announcing the new Avengers members. And here we are. It's Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. And everyone's like, yay, they're good now, whatever. It it doesn't hold up in time very well to this day and age. It's super cheesy. But it's still a big thing. Like, they were – evil mutants that were with the evil brotherhood and they saw the air of their ways. They got off from underneath Magneto's thumb and now they're part of the Avengers because once an Avenger, always an Avenger. 
Um, we saw that play out a little bit in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, where they are they are villains, but they're not working for Magneto because at the time, Fox, movie rights, blah, blah, blah. So they were Hydra. Right. So they're like, all right, well, they're still working for villains. I do find it ironic, though, thinking about it now. They worked for Hydra, okay, who historically are Nazis. In the comic books, their father is Magneto, who survived the Nazis. He is a Holocaust survivor. So like, oh, well, now they're working for Nazis then. Yeah, that, not a great thing that for them. That doesn't, no, no. I mean, it doesn't do the comic books justice from that standpoint. Not like, at all. It's like, ooh, that's a little insulting-ish, I guess. Yeah. But I understand why they change it. And I, don't, I don't really have a problem with it. But right. like, if you start pulling out strings like, oh, wait, wait, oh, this went bad. This was real. This does not look good. Not at all. But no one thinks about it, so it's fine. Yeah. But so yeah, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, Wanda, and Pietro Maximoff, and yeah, former villains, now heroes. Yep. Uh, Who, who's next, next on your list? Next one on my list was Catwoman. Uh, she basically was a cat thief, one of the best in the world. She could steal anything from anyone. And basically, she got uh, in a relationship with Batman. It got serious. He revealed who he was. And basically, since that relationship really formed, like, truly, uh, she kind of started using her expertise to fight villains at that point. And that's basically it. They are the, uh, the bat and the cat. Yeah, it's... They have an on again, off again, where they're yeah. going to get married, but then, no, we can't get married because Batman can't be happy. Right. I hate that yeah. explanation so much. Yeah, like, I did too. If you don't want them to get married, fine. That was horrible. But don't say, oh, because you have to be dark and broody and angry right. to be Batman. You can't be happy and be Batman. Yeah. Um, I think in some of the early comics with her, I think she was very one-dimensional. Yeah. I'm a cat thief. I dress up as a cat and I steal things. It wasn't till they really started putting that love interest together, I think. See, I would almost say... But they kind of did that from the beginning. I, uh, I... I'm more inclined to say, and again, I haven't read all the back issues, but I want to say that the Adam West series had a bigger play on that. Seeing yes. her as an actual female, oh, there's a sexy woman in this tight costume. Well, why why wouldn't they get together? And then they start life imitated or art started like, oh, well, we'll just take, take that ball and run with it and Dude. have them be more flirtatious and like, oh, well, you know. We need an excuse for them to get together. You know, we can't have that solo by himself forever. We need, all of our heroes need to have a strapping, attractive woman with them. And here we, we're partnering them up. And yeah, that that's my theory. I don't know how Could much be. water that yeah. holds. But it seems to be right around that time. Like, oh, right. from just this one dimensional, just a cat burglar, which I, I, still, I still want to know why it's called cat burglar in begin with. But whatever it is, yeah, what it is. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so, oh, cat burglar, cat woman, burglar. So we'll just drop the burglar, cat woman, done. Yeah, good to go. Uh, but yeah, it is an interesting development with her. Yeah, it's been really good. So uh, her portrayal in Hush is probably one of my favorites. When she, you know, it's Batman used Robin against her. Like, why are you here? You know, in the Batcave, and Robin attacks her, and she basically. You know, I'm out of here. I'm not putting up with this crap, you know. I'm not, I'm not here for this drama. Peace. Yeah. Yep. So she did. She has some really great stuff. Um, Gotham City Sirens, when her, Harley, and uh, Poison Ivy were all together, that was some really great stuff, too, because that was when Dick Grayson was Batman. So, and, you know, Catwoman was the only one who, out of that group, who knew Bat who Batman was. So she knew who Dick Grayson was. So, you know, there's a lot of great interactions with them from there. And I know I don't read a whole lot of DC, but my favorite with her was there's a one issue where it was date night. Batman oh, and yes. Batman and Catwoman were on a double date with Superman and Lois, and they went to this Renaissance fair. They had to be in costume. It was a, it was a costume party, so Bruce dressed up as Superman, Clark dressed up as Batman, uh, Lois Lane was dressed up as uh, Catwoman, and was Selina dressed up as just as Lois, like I mean, at that point, I don't could know. have been. I don't remember but for the, sure. Just them, the 
the dynamic between the couples, like, oh, you can definitely see Bruce and Clark being super competitive, doing whatever. Right. While Selena and um, Lois were just all like, huh, boys, right? Yeah. They're, st- they're still children. Yeah. Like, they're adult men and whatever. They fight. They save the world, but they're still children at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, that was just the most fun single issue I I can think of when I think of Catwoman. Like, I oh. forgot about that. That was really good. Because it does play on their relationship, too. And yeah. it's the relationship of them not as just Batman and Catwoman, but as Selina and Bruce. Yeah. There's some good stuff. Um, they touch base on it here and there with, uh, like, uh, old flashback stories. Um, I know she would always mess with Barbara Gordon as bad girl because Barbara could never catch her. So she'd sit there and mess with her constantly, but Batgirl was always persistent to catch her. So it was like, okay, she can't want to get so far ahead. Oh, Batgirl caught up. Crap. You know, but uh, she it went into like a cat nude. And mouse. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Bat and mouse or bat and cat. Or cat yeah. and bat. Yes. But uh, she went into like a nudist area and she's like, yeah, Batgirl's not going to follow me here. And Batgirl <laughs> follows her in, you know. So th- it was funny. It had a lot of good humor in it. You, you, it's like, oh, it's the white whale. You will not get away. I yep. will catch you. Yeah. Nice. So there's been some good stuff there as well. But right. yeah, Catwoman. All right. And the last on my list is a hero turned villain turned hero. Um, technically, we just said villains turn good, but at one point this guy was a villain too and then turned good. Uh, Bucky Barnes uh, was part, you know, Bucky, uh, Bucky and Cap back in World War II. Uh, both were presumed dead. Turns out both were frozen. Uh, one was frozen in ice. The other one was frozen in cryo sleep. Yeah. Uh, where Bucky was caught by the Russians. Um, they brainwashed him where he became a super, he became the winter soldier. The, the evil version of Captain America, basically. Yeah. Where the assassin throughout time. They, yeah. They they'd put him on ice. Like, oh, we needed to kill this high level, whatever, but we need to make it look like no one actually did it. All right, thaw out the Winter Soldier and have him go doing his kill, killing spree. Yeah, he was basically a rumor for 60 years or something or 50 years. Comic book continuity. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Real world, he was just dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, there was a, going back a little bit, uh, there was a saying for a long time, only Bucky stays dead in comics. He's the only one. Then they brought him back, wow, crap, now only Uncle Ben stays dead because he's the only one that's still dead. But yeah, they, 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 Bringing him back is somewhat of a recent edition, somewhat of a recent. It was like 2008 or 9 or so when they did the death of Captain America. That's in the Winter Soldier. It was the Winter Soldier trade. I remember, I know we have the trade, but that was leading up to the death of Captain America. Yeah. Where uh, Steve got the Cosmic Cube. They found, they see this assassin running by, like, oh, they find out it's Bucky. I, I wish him to get his memories back. Then Steve dies. Bucky has memory back. Oh, crap, now he's dead. Well, I'll be Captain America now. Yeah, which was a really good run. It was so good. Um, my favorite Bucky is still my favorite Captain America. If it's not Steve, agreed. I know some people. It's Sam, which is fine. Uh, for Sam's me, good. Sam's good, and Sam makes sense because of of true cotton. You know, our timeline. He has been around with Bucky the longest, or not with, Bucky, with Steve the longest. Yeah. So it makes sense that he would get the shield as right. well. But in comic book continuity, like oh, Bucky was the <laughs> the right hand man. To yeah. uh, Steve, so he like, was the Robin to Batman, right? Um, I, uh, to a degree, to a degree, yeah. I would say, uh, and at this point now, he is the Dick Grayson to yeah. Batman, where he is yeah. he is Nightwing, he is his own thing. He's, he right. doesn't need to be Batman. If the Batman or Steve dies, then I'm still my own thing. So what yeah. else can take the mantle? Because I don't need that. Yep. So. But yeah. he would if it was necessary. Right. But I haven't thought of that before this. But yeah, that makes sense that Steve and Bucky is very similar to Batman and Dick Grayson. Yeah. Where like, oh, I can totally see you going this way, but also you've established yourself as your own. We'll make it someone else this mantle instead. So. Yeah. But yeah, Bucky, awesome. Um, we saw him in the Winter Soldier movie and on all the movies since then, we even saw the Falcon Winter Soldier series last year on Disney Plus. Yeah, he's a fan favorite character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So, uh, and who's the last one on your list? My last one was also a hero who turned villain who went hero. Um, Jason Todd, the second Robin, he was murdered by the Joker in uh, Death in the Family. 
He was resurrected, and I don't remember how he was re resurrected. I don't remember if it was Lazarus Pit or something with, um, oh, Crisis on Infinite Earth. I want to say I don't it, remember where it. <sighs> I want to say it was a Lazarus Pit. You might be right, but I was thinking there was something different about it. Because I think he was in a hospital for a long time with amnesia and stuff, and uh, Talia al Ghul actually found him, recognized who he was and everything, and was able to get his memories back that way. Um, my timeline might be a little iffy on that. I think Crisis on Infinite Earths happened first, but I can't remember for sure. Uh, after a quick Google search, after spending a year in a coma, um, he is recognized by... Talia al Ghul, and after some time, she restores his health and memory by immersing him in the Lazarus Pit. Okay. That so, but his, that doesn't say how he came back officially, does it? Well, I mean, he was, yeah. Oh, I think coma and stuff. I think they retconned it where he didn't actually die. Everyone oh, thought he was dead. Someone recovered him. And okay. Then that he, could be. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, he, uh, he basically went back to Gotham and basically was taking on the gangs, taking them out, cleansing the city, and had a lot of run-ins with Batman and the Bat family. Uh, one of the fun things was, well, he had two things that stood out to me. He was in uh, the Teen Titans run that Jeff Johns did and basically went up against Tim Drake as Red Hood. And he's like, you know, uh, everyone says you're better than me. Prove it, you know, and beats the crap out of Tim Drake. So that was good. And during one year later, he... Uh, which is right after Infinite Crisis. They did the one-year... All the heroes basically took a one-year vacation <laughs> and uh, came back, and he, Nightwing is now in New York because Bloodhaven was destroyed at that time. Uh, Jason Todd dresses, dresses as Nightwing and goes through murdering people. So make it look like Nightwing's a bad guy. Um, but they did get him to Arkham, and it looked like he was getting treatment and everything, and he was passing all their psychological tests, but he breaks out. So he kind of went still bad from there, but it wasn't really until, to my knowledge, New 52 when he did the Red Hood out in the Outlaws, and he was with uh, Arsenal and Starfire for a bit, that he was really... Mostly just a good... He was, yeah. He, he was, was DC's Punisher. Yeah, pretty much, and... So I think it was really New 52 and beyond that really reformed him. I don't remember him doing much as a good guy before that. Because even when Batman, Bruce Wayne was dead and Dick Grayson took over the mantle, he was still a bad guy during that. Well, because so, they did the resurrection of him, if I'm reading this correct, around 2006 timeline. So he was dead yes. in the 80s, and they brought him back. They didn't bring him back until 2006. Right. So 2006 to New 52 was 2012-ish? Something like that. Uh, no, it was 2012. Might have been 2013. Could have been. So yeah, like six or seven years where yeah. he was just full-on villain then. Right, pretty much. Um, but I don't know. I don't remember when he died compared to Infinite, or Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. So I did do some quick Wikipedia-ing. Wikipedia-ing. Yeah. Uh, so I was looking at his death and everything. And he, yes, he did. He did die from the Joker. But when Superboy Prime alters reality from Paradise Dimension, which I don't know if you know when that was, um, Superboy basically punches against the barrier, keeping him from the rest of the universe, causing temporal rifts that create an overlap of parallel timelines. And during that Overlap area is what brought Jason Todd back to life. He woke up in his coffin, dug himself out, found his way to a hospital, amnesia, blah, 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 Ty found him, blah, blah, blah. I think that was Infinite Crisis. That sounds probable, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's Infinite Crisis. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so that they kind of just retconned it, basically. Batman Annual in 2006, according to their sources tagged here, at least. Yeah, that that sounds close so to So, that what's... sounds like Infinite Crisis yeah. was 2006-ish. I was going to say, I didn't think it was a Lazarus pit that actually brought him back to life, but I couldn't remember, quite remember it's, what it was. That was just what restored him back. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So uh, my story's better saying it's a Lazarus pit that brought him back. Yeah. Oh, a dimensional punching universe timelines overlapping comic book physics, guys. It's yep. it's bad. It gets bad real fast. Yeah, don't look into it and block it out with your memory like I did. Yeah, it'll be fine. So, so yeah, that is our shorthand list of villains turned into heroes. Uh, listener, what is some of your favorite villains turned into heroes? If you have opinions on that, 
either message us or tell us in the store or depending on what streaming platform you're listening to this on, comment below and saying, hey, I like these things. Or when in doubt, go to our Facebook page. I know our podcast gets published on our Facebook. Comment on that. That's the easiest way for us to see stuff because I actually get notifications for that. Okay, whatever topic we choose next time, I'm not going with the Bat Family. Okay. I'm starting to feel like I'm doing that more and more here recently. It is what it is. It's the Bat Family, though. They've got interesting stories and characters. It It is. The Bat Family is what is keeping DC Comics alive. <laughs> we'll go with that. I mean, it, it just it is what it is. So, uh, with that, we'll move on to our books that came out this week. That is... The week of Wednesday, March 30th, the last of March. And I'll go first and talk about Batman. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of Batman, here's more. Uh, Batman, uh, the White Knight series, uh, they're starting to continue that again, which has been uh, – it's been really good. I've enjoyed that. Uh, this is Batman Beyond the White Knight, which is featuring – you guessed it – Batman Beyond, Terry Whoa. McGinnis. Which – so – there is some explanation that they don't really say in this. There is a time, a significant time gap from previous White Knight storylines. Yes. Like, it seemed the White Knight, Curse of the White Knight, White Knight presents Harley Quinn, all happened with a, with a span of, like, what, a year-ish? Something like that, It was that, very... Yeah. Very condensed. Same, very same time. Very, yeah. very recent after each other. This is a big jump. This is about 15 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but go on. Go on. But uh, yeah, it's written by Sean Murphy with Dave Stewart, and it is solid. It starts out with uh, Terry rappelling into a basic broken down, demolished ruins. A cavern. Of a, yeah, of a cavern. It's Wayne Manor and going in down into the cave below. Like there is no Wayne Manor. Like it is ruins. And basically finding a special suit. And while he's doing that, someone tipped him off about this suit. Yes. Does it say who is the yes. person that is talking to him? Yes. I mean, it's early on, so you can say, I just, I forget. I don't have it in front of me right now. Um, if you watch the show, it's Derek Powers. Okay. So, they're, him and Terry McGinnis, it's a good twist because Derek Powers was like the guy who was trying to uh, basically buy out Wayne Enterprises because they had a merger back then, and basically he was trying to, and they, over and they mimic completely. that now in this as well, too, yep. in this yep. series, where yep. it is that that is the main big power broker, the yep. main villain to Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So there's a lot of different aspects in this saga. Like, um, I'm still a little fuzzy. Like, he, uh, Jason Todd was the first Robin, but Dick Grayson's in this book. He wasn't a Robin or something like that. So there's it's definitely an alternate universe type of story arc and the, everything. The way I read that Jason Todd, typically the second Robin, was the first one. Yeah. He died. Then Dick became the second Robin is the way I took it because he at least adopted him and showed him training. Somewhat, yeah. So I would take it as he's the Robin. Spoilers, Robin. yeah. Um, but no, he Jason Todd didn't die in this universe. Right. So. Which is makes sense because this seems – Yeah. This universe seems more, quote, grounded yeah. <laughs> than most – Yep. Than most Batman stuff, so they don't really touch on the death and brought back. Like it no. seems on this series, in this world, once you're dead, you're dead. Yeah, that's kind of the way I'm taking it, except for the ending. It's got a bit of a twist ending, so yeah. I think there's backstory to it that right. they're going to reveal. And one thing that I like that they did tease was, hey, to see what's going on, to see how um, Jason Todd did, you know, compare a lot more to Batman. See this White Knight presents the Red Hood. So they are coming out with, apparently, I didn't know until this, either at least a one-shot or another miniseries of Red Hood with, it looks like, another Robin with him. Yeah, I'm like kind of hoping uh, it's going to be a one-shot, but it does look good. It, it kind of looks like, uh, well, I won't give any spoilers. You'll get to that page because this did just come out today. But uh, I'm hoping it's kind of a one-shot like they did the Harley Quinn story arc. Just make it a bit of an oversized issue. I mean, she's, hers wasn't a one-shot. It was like a five-issue Oh, mini-series. that's right. It was, wasn't it? So I forgot about that. It, it was a full-on series. Well, if that's – then keep it the same. Because, yeah, that was part three basically. Um, I forgot about that. I was thinking that was a one-shot. Um, but what I wonder um, – so, yes. See upcoming Bat- Batman White Knight Presents – Red Hood. So, I mean, as White Knight presents Harley Quinn, and that was a miniseries. So, this, it would not surprise me if this is a miniseries as well. 
what would surprise me if this goes on concurrently while this one is released. Yeah. But it could be just a, hey, eventually we're doing that. Uh, I want to throw in, it's, it's pure speculation, but like I said, they showed like Ro- Red Hood, like a Batman Robin scenario with like his own life. It has a female Robin with him. Who do you think it is? She has dark hair. I so think it's Huntress. Either Huntress or uh, maybe even Orphan. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Cassandra Kane. Cassandra Kane, or even spoiler. Spoiler, they could give her black hair in this. Right. She's a blonde normally, but they could do that. So I think I think more Cassandra Kane though. Like do the I think black Huntress. hair or or Huntress. That yeah. that could be. We haven't seen Huntress yet in this Not yet. world. In this world. And but. if they do kind of like an Earth Two thing where she's the daughter of Bruce Wayne and uh Selena Kyle, they could do something like that. Yeah. So. But it's interesting to see. And yeah, it is. It, it's similar enough, but still different enough too. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that was and you may say, Alex, why are you why are you talking about this a lot? Because it was my pick of the one of my picks of the week as well too, because it was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but another pick of my week uh, that was not one of Jared's though is X Men Unlimited Latitude. This is a one shot. It's going to be. It is oversized. It is oversized. But it is going to be a series of one shots. I know, I believe though, like either four or five or six issues. I don't know how to subscribe to it which annoys me because it does end with like a to be continued, but it's still number one. And I try looking up for more and it doesn't have anything else. Do you have to have the other oversized one that came out today also? No, the other oversized is a, a different one. Okay. Um, but yeah, this one follows Wolverine. Um, there has been some kidnapping of mutants up in their sword space tower up in, it's like the watchtower in justice league. Uh, out in space that has mutants in it and he's on a rescue mission and it is funny and it is good. And I don't want to give away a whole lot because there's there's a lot of plot to this, which Wolverine stories, you know, it's usually a lot of stab, 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 murder, murder, murder. Uh, This one has a good amount of plot, has some funny moments where he's interrogating an aim guy. Like, Hey, tell me where they went. Uh, Do your worst. Who are you? I'm not saying anything. like it goes multiple pa- panels over a page and a half of him getting repeatedly punched in the face. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'll never. You have to kill me first. I, I, then he's like, okay, stop, stop. I'll, okay, it's go, go that way. And it's just it's funny. Um, <laughs> not to encourage you know funny violence, but it is what it is. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, X Men Unlimited Latitude One Shot. It's written by Jonathan Hickman, which if you're a fan of X Men stuff, you know it's a safe bet. Yeah. So that is my that is my pick of the week, uh, Jared. Why don't you end off this with both of our picks for this one too? By our good buddy Tom Taylor, Dark Ages number six, the finale. This was really good. I enjoyed this thoroughly. I enjoyed the whole series. Yeah, this whole thing. I mean, it's been one of our picks every time it's they've released an issue of this. Um, they start out where we kind of left off with Miles Morales being separated from Carnage and Venom and everything. And he's basically telling them like, okay, here's Apocalypse plan. Um, He promised symbiote this, the symbiotes this to work together. The symbiotes were working together because Apocalypse promised them something. So uh, I don't want to go too far. It's a very fast story. Yes. My only complaint with this is it felt like, all right, well, we're done. Here we go. We're done. Yeah. Like, yep, it did it up, feel a little rushed. Like, I think they could have stretched one more issue out of this, quite honestly. After reading this, I wonder if it was going, if Tom Taylor thought about making like a 12 issue series out of it. But then, and like, signed oh, on with DC. But then he signed the exclusive with DC. So, like, all right, well, we need to do some quick editing and we'll just trim it down. Here we go. We're done. Yeah. Because there, there is enough in here that could be another three or four issues. Oh, right. But I'm still happy with it. Like, I it, am too. It, it felt a little rushed, but as a whole, though, it still works great. If you read the, if you have not read these single issues, definitely check out and trade. Yes. It will read wonderfully in trade. Yes. Um, I, I, when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at you. I'll see behind you the framed picture that Adam sent me, got made for me of the what Captain America smells oh, like yeah. was from Dark Ages number three. Um, and this one had a similar line that was fantastic. Where was it? Oh, there's the one that just made me laugh. Um, oh, what is it? Um, oh, it was with, uh, Deadpool and Gabby and uh, Deadpool's like, 
man, I missed you. Like, you're funny. Like, this is great. And yeah, it, Wolverine for the win again, I guess, from that standpoint. Like, yeah. Oh. And Deadpool just like, yeah, you're cool. Oh, man, that's going to bug me because I know I saw it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Was it towards the end? Yes, it was towards the end. Uh, anyway, yeah. I, Deadpool had a whole line to like, oh, Pearl Man. And then it was like, like, Wade, what? And like, we're going to do this other thing. I was like, well, sorry, but uh yeah and like oh man oh, she's like she's like uh we had this plan he goes i'm i didn't hear the plan i was driving the bus i couldn't hear from up there oh it's bugging me though that that's not the spot though i no. know you're, what you're talking about it was before I don't, that i think it was before that it wasn't after it was after this bad thing happened after this bad thing <laughs> there are a lot of bad things that happen in this issue because you know post-apocalyptic and whatnot Oh, there it is. Um, uh, what's that? He's Octavius. He's been torn in half. So he's more like two Cortaviuses. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, I missed you, Gabby. Like, oh, instead of Otto Octavius ate two quarters, so Cortavius. Yep. <laughs> like, that's fun. Like, and yeah, Wolverine, I missed you, Gabby. Like, <laughs> you can definitely tell that they could be drinking buddies. Like, yes. oh, we're over the top violence. It is yep. what it is. And like, that one made me chuckle. Yeah. So, sorry that I took so long finding the page, but I may trim out that gap. I may not. We'll see. So, so yeah, that is the books that came out this week that stood out to us. Um, it was a pretty light week, but it's the last week of the month. It was a long month, so usually they go pretty light. I guess technically it's not the last day of the week. There is still tomorrow or it's today. The last is Wednesday of the week. Yeah, it's the last Wednesday of the week or the month. Or yeah, last well, it's last Wednesday of the week too. It is. That it one, is. We're not is, wrong. That is still a true statement. <laughs> but yes, it is the last Wednesday of the month. Uh, so with that, we will move on to our second to last segment because if you remember the Ooh. final segment is the part that Jared always forgets about. Thanks for reminding me. I'll uh, work on that right now. I gave you a little bit of buy time there. Uh, but this segment is our book club book of the week for the podcast. Uh, we're talking about Radiant Black Volume 1. And if you say, hey, I don't want spoilers. I'm done with the podcast for now. Well, you know, pause, read the book, come back. But if you want to get ready for next week's book... Jared, what are we reading next week? Seven Secrets. By our favorite Tom, oh, Tom Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, I'm, Tom I Taylor. went blank there for a second. I'm like, wait, who? <laughs> yeah, Seven Secrets Volume yes. 1 specifically is what we'll be reading next week. If you don't want spoilers of Radiant Black, um, I'll give you a spoiler-proof warning of Radiant Black, if you though. Know. It's really good. Yeah, I, I it really was fun. It. So, but yeah, next week is Seven Secrets Volume 1 by Tom Taylor. So, Rain and Black. How do you feel about this one? Have you read it before? Have you read Rain and Black I, before? I read the first issue when it came out. Um, it felt very Power Rangers-y, I guess, at the time. Dramatic Power Rangers. Yes, yeah. More not not campy kid version. Um, so I only really picked up the first issue before, and I liked it, but it was one of those, I'm like, meh. I'm not going to subscribe to it or anything. I kind of wish I did because this was really good. It was a lot of fun, a lot of good twists and turns. Um, so volume one, just uh, I want to jump a little head backwards-ish. Uh, issues one through six, uh, with the caveat that issues one through five are continuous story. Issue six it was the origin of the Radiant Red is what we're going to call them. Yeah. And I kind of felt kinda, very out of place to me. It felt out of place, but I, I mean, I liked it to see the origin of them. Yes. I think that's my biggest problem with the Radiant Black series as a whole is they do like five issues of a story, then one issue of an origin. Right. They did so the same thing like with volume two as well. Issue after issue five, there is a cliffhanger. And then you see issue six. Wait, oh, it's not. It's not. It's not even in the same trade uh, to, to follow up you know what i mean it, it is out of chronological story I, I i personally would have preferred them to collect the main story all together than the origins separate uh, i i hate myself for saying that but that's it's what they did with the dark knights metal series and i think it works really well like oh here's the main story mm -hmm. but if you want to see their origin here's a separate trade yeah now this forces you, you this forces you to buy that right or they could have done Issues one through seven. 
Right. You know, just throw that extra <clears throat> issue in there to finish off the actual... Seven ends with a cliffhanger, too, so it doesn't matter. Oh, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh. But, I mean, I guess that is one thing, like, uh, I, I do miss the continuation of the story, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back, um, so it starts off with this guy that is a failing writer <laughs> that has got writer's block, moved back home, he has no money. And he's out drinking with his buddy and finds this thing, this black hole. So yeah. what do they do? He what, touches it. What any American would do when you find a weird black hole floating in the middle of space in front of you, you touch it. Yep. Not with a stick. No, no. Bare no, hand. He goes full Steve Irwin. I'm going to touch it. Yeah. Uh, I, I would get, I'd say even just full American at that point because yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking from retail experience where people are like, oh, this is pretty. I want to touch it. Like, no, that's a $400 thing. Don't touch it. But it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's learning. I like their training montage of like them figuring out what his powers are. Yes, out, out in the field. Um, I have one. There was one that was funny when he first touches the black hole and he gets the suit. Um, he he's pukes. like, yeah, he pukes and he's like, dude, how are you doing that? You have no mouth on that mask or something like that. I don't know. It just happened. <laughs> yeah. And how are how are you listening up to the cop cars and the trains and everything? I don't know. I reacted. Yeah. And like it just it was a. You know, just instinctual reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it takes the brevity away. Yeah. The, the, other than the weird sixth issue to this, my other biggest complaint is Radiant Red. The end of issue one, you see this dude in his red suit robbing a bank. You find out later it's a chick. Yeah. And they definitely draw them differently too. Yes. And to me, that first issue, I thought it was a guy that's very formed like a guy. Yeah. And without going into too rated R-ness of it, it is, that is drawn as a guy robbing a bank and you find out it is not a guy. And later once you find out who it is, they draw her significantly differently to be more feminine. Yes. But, um... I kind of also noticed that they could use their powers to kind of not shape shift, but maybe shape shift is the right thing. Uh, so yes and no, but we, but once we reveal that she's female, even when she's in costume outside though, she's still pre- yeah. she's still drawn as female the entire time. But if you look at the cover to issue two, they also draw it male like there as well. And even in this is like midway through the or, book. I'm sorry, that's issue three. I was looking at. There. Yeah, yeah, that's issue three ish, and that's drawn like a male. Like male person, like I, I don't know, guys. It's a, it's one thing that does annoy me. Like, ugh. yeah, going forward, it's it's, like, the, it's fine. I don't care. It's just the lack of consistency when, when you're an independent book, you're only three issues in, and you're already inconsistent. That's a, that's a yes. red flag, right? Flag, a yep. radiant red flag for there me. There you go. Uh, but I mean, it's still cool to see. Okay, what's going on? You know, them right. training, them figuring out everything. Right. Also, issue four, you kill the main character. He's not dead yet. He's pretty he, he's much pretty dead. dead. He's, I mean, he's, he's in a coma and now. The, the they weird, drop a building on him. The weird radiant god being said, "No, if you're not going to do this, then you're going to be dead. We're we're merged until death." Yeah. I I mean, he died, and then they brought him back. So right, he, he died. Uh, his friend got the the black hole, and they were able to resuscitate him. Right. Yeah. So, but still, that's major. Like you built up this character. Like I've invested in this guy. Boom, he's dead. Yeah. Effectively. Like, all right, now we're going to this right. other and guy. It's not like a not like a Game of Thrones death where it's like, oh, they killed one of my favorite characters. No, it's the, like they they, they weren't even the, building. They killed the main character. Right. And now the new main character is the guy that was just the lackey. Like we yeah. don't know his origin. We don't have that attachment to him. Like, right. Yes, he's the goofball and he's the best friend, but like I don't need to know more about his story. But yeah. holy crap. Now, here we go. Right. And and right now where I'm at is, okay, he's he's in a coma. He's going to get the powers back type of thing. But I don't know if that's actually going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. It's like they may just continue on with the, the, the sidekick. Or they may bring him back as a radiant white. Yeah. Like we'll do power. We'll go full power yeah. rangers. Like, all right, we'll turn from green ranger to white ranger. We'll go from radiant black to radiant white because right. he's resurrected-ish or yeah. he's the anti-venom to yeah venom. there you go so but i liked this because it was um they have police he runs into police when he get first gets his powers and he 
you know, lifts the train and cop cars and everything to save everybody. And they don't arrest him. Sets him down. They don't arrest him. But the cops show up at their at his house like the next day, and they're how, like, "How did how, you find us?" Yeah, he's like, "Dude, we're he's basically like we're cops. You came out of a bar with him like a block away from this, you well, know? Like you guys were drink or heavily drunk, yeah, the night the same night at this bar just around the corner. Right, it wasn't that hard to put two and no. two together. It's like, like they they actually make the cops somewhat smart, right? I mean, and it makes sense too. Like, oh, duh, these these two hooligans." weren't trying to hide their identity right. at all. So they don't know to not right. you know, establish a bar and get drunk and then I mean they I mean that's the same night that they got drunk and they found the radiant black and turned into the powers, but like they were definitely inebriated. He was drunk while flying. Yeah. That's for sure. Yep. Um but it's definitely weird like, oh, this is duh. Yeah. <laughs> It, but they don't make the cops dumb in this. That's what I like. But and they kind of made them human. Like uh, the one cop's like, "Yeah, you you should really be helping out your your town." And they're like, "Is that a threat?" Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not you know? not a threat, but right. I, I obviously know who you are, and I know what you can do. Right. So if you decide to not be a good person and you decide to harm people, we know how to get a hold of you. Right. Like we got you. You know, dead to rights. Yeah. So it's a like a mutual extortion sort of thing, which is. For the greater good. Yeah, but fine. But they're human. And right. they they humanize them, but they don't make them stupid. They're, you know, they're, it's it's, like, it's a good read like that. It's like it's written like, hey, if we do this, someone will pick holes, pick plot. This seems like a person that doesn't like plot holes. Like, all right, we'll yeah. anticipate that plot hole and we'll right. try to fill it. Right. That being said, they anticipate the, the plot hole of drawing Radiant Red like a dude, then find out it's female, then we draw it as a female later. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I mean, this there's really not a whole lot to say about this. I mean, this whole story because it's it's a good story, but then there's nothing like this. Oh, this part, then that part, just right. The weird alien god, him dying, not dying, coma. Then them teaming up of like, hey, now it's not just red and blue, or red, not just red and red and red and black. Now we get the new appearance of the was it blue and yellow. Uh, I think through, so, yeah. They come through a portal. If I go to the right page, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Red can absorb stuff and get like, he definitely, or she definitely looks like this juggernaut when that uh, giant like mech suit from absorbing yeah. everything. Which yeah, and that's what cool. I mean. They could kind of shape shift just a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we get a red and, or uh, a pink and yellow is the. Pink and yellow. Okay. The new radiance. They're like, oh, hey. um, And you, they are teleporting in from a different city because you can see a whole it's nighttime where they're fighting and they're pouring through a daytime area. And I like how the costumes have the different eyes too, for the different characters. Yeah. Too. That's yep. a cool personality. Right. But thing. something attacks them. A new cloaked figure that materializes out of nowhere. Yeah. But it sounds like the two, the, the pink and the yellow ones like throw every bit of power they have against them and they're not making a dent. Yeah. So. They, they have come across this villain before. But they don't, yeah, we don't know who it is. And then cut to the origin of Radiant Red. Yeah. <laughs> so like, all which, right, well, that's a major cliffhanger right there. So if you want more, you got to pick a volume two then, which that cliffhanger does make me want to read volume two then. Same here. Like, yep. it's like, ah, oh, crap, I'm hooked. I want to see what happens next. Yeah. Um. The uh, origin, it was okay. I the art was out of place. The art was out of place. Uh, they change art themes and probably artists in general because it was a it was a pretty good dynamic shift. Um, it reminds me a lot of when we read Hawkeye. Yes, uh, the Kate Bishop. Yep. story I'm versus the Clint just Barton thinking story. That. It was like oh different like same writer different artist. Yeah. Um, the I didn't care about the origin as much. Yeah. But I was also like invested in that first part of the story arc, and then it is just total shift. Like it was good. And how she kind of became a thief. I would have preferred the origin of the new Radiant Black, the best friend. I would have preferred that instead of, Same of Radiant Red at this point. Same. Like build up Radiant Red more to make me curious for her and then give me that. Or like you said, do do the uh, um, the origins, the origins in a different trade 
because that one felt so out of place that it's just like that kind of like wrecked it for me just a little bit. It's a little sour note, like oh, yeah. six issues, you read issue five, cool, let's see what happens. Right. It's oh, like, oh, they've got this great they're... character at the end. It's one that's going to beat up all the other radiance. Right. Now I will say that volume two does continue on the main yeah. story. So oh yeah. Yeah. There, there is that gratification. And there yeah. are volumes one and two out right now. Three they're still working on. Um, which I just got one of the single issues either this week or last week for that. So yeah, there is more coming out. Um, it is definitely Power Rangers esque. Yeah, I mean the writer, I believe it's Kyle Higgins, um, used to write for Power Rangers too. Like he right. used to write the Power Rangers comic books. So He'd probably taking a lot of liberties then. So yeah, he was like, oh well, I can't do that anymore. Well, I'll just do this and I'll we'll do be my good. Own. Yeah, right. So I'll take my own. I'll I'll take my own ball and go play at home. Then here we go. Yep. So yeah, that is Radiant Black. Uh, one to five. One being awful. Five being great. I'll go first since I normally make you go first. I'm gonna give it a four. Mostly, be, I would give it a five, but that final issue soured it for me. So that's why I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Yeah. Um, I would probably go a four also. It's like sometimes with they with they're shoving that male character in your face, and then oh hey, it's female. Right. It was. If you want to play that trick, then put them in a cloak so where you can't fully yes, see them. you can't fully tell, but that yeah, they just completely changed it. Right. It's completely different it was, drawing, yeah. drawing shift. I mean, it was basically – the way it felt to me is like, okay, they're establishing this male character, male character, male character. It's like, Surprise, oh, it's female. we're going to just up and change it to a female character. It didn't feel and, – And there's a way of doing that. In a way of not doing that. And yeah. the problem with it is, without getting too vulgar, is they draw significant breasts on her later once you find out that Radiant Red is female. Yeah. Like, you can draw and like, oh, well, maybe it's hard to tell it is right. what it is. But like, right. no, no. There's an obvious yeah. shift of the way she's drawn. Yes. Yeah. It's later on when they actually reveal that she's a female, it is a complete change of the drawing. So I don't think she was using her powers to morph at in the early issues. Right. I believe it's just a continuity thing. Yeah. Unless the now, if they were to say later on, like, oh, you look different now. Well, yeah, I'm hiding my which that's a great way to hide your identity. Yeah. If you are a female with significant breasts to show your outline, well if you can shapeshift, well then why wouldn't you alter that to throw off like, oh, well it can't be her because that's a him. So right. but that I don't makes sense. think in the um like origin they, oh no, that is kind of drawn male esque. Kind of, yeah. But it, so I would say maybe they are keeping this continuity. But it says they ha- that she has a power to absorb, but they don't say like full shape shifting though is the thing. Like she can absorb. So what did she absorb to turn into a male? Unless, well, I don't know. Maybe she is shape shifting a bit there. I mean, I'll have to reread the origin stuff because. That did kind of go over a little bit. Like I was trying to hurry through that to see if they got back to the main story arc at all. Um, I'll have to reread that section. Maybe they do do kind of touch base on that. She punches the car window, absorbs yeah. the engine, then drives the car, looking male in the suit. But it's right still... when she gets the powers, they're female esque, and then she's driving the car and. The next time we see her when she's in the suit, it is the the male style. Yeah, of, I don't know. It's so that yeah, it, it, it seems a poor poor continuity for that. Yeah, still, it, that's way. what it felt like to me is poor continuity. It didn't feel like she was shape shifting to yeah. hide her form. The, and I'm sorry if if I just have to infer that, but I want that spoon fed to me because I I mean we're like wait what why right we, we missed that so right it is what it is yeah. Next time Mark has Kyle Higgins on a Zoom call or whatever, I'll, I'll ask them what's going on with that. Yeah. But moving on from that, we'll go to the last section last section of the podcast, the part that Jared always forgets about, that I try to buy him as much time before as early with a heads up, and that is our Heroes of the Week, be it comic book or otherwise. I will go first because I still have mine ready, and I don't know if you have yours ready or not. Mine is Bruce Willis. Um, they just announced today that he is stepping away from acting. Um, permanently he's retiring from acting because he has, um, it's like dementia, it's like anaphasia or something like like that, where he cannot, they don't really say what he had, what, how it affects him directly, but he either can like 
cannot speak words or he cannot understand words anymore. Oh, wow. It's, it's a, it's a specific form of dementia. Oh, wow. Um, which sucks. I mean, I didn't hear that. Uh, I'm pulling up the news, stepping away. It has aphasia is what, is what he has, which I did a Google search. Okay. What does that mean? Where it's like, Oh, it's like dementia. Um, but he cannot either one cannot either speak words themselves or understand language itself. Wow. So that's not great. No. Um, and he's only 67 years old. He's not young, but he's not old either. Uh, also he was born in Germany. I did not know that until I'm looking at this right now, but he's 67 years old. Um, he's what done eight or nine diehard movies plus everything else ever that he's done. Um, so he's been around for a long time. Uh, Sixth Sense, Fifth Element, Armageddon, all the diehards, Pulp Fiction, uh, Glass, as recent as 2019 is when Glass came out. That might be his last actual thing. I'm not sure. Wow. Um, yeah, it was just announced today that he is stepping away from acting. Um, hopefully he lives a good remainder of his life because it sounds, I don't know, when I hear dementia stuff like that, I feel like, okay, they're not going to live for very long after that. Um, but hopefully his family takes care of him and everything's good on his end. But yeah, we won't see him probably on television or movies. Probably, I mean, we have one more, looks like A Day to Die is a movie that came out in 2022. Does it say when it came out? But that's the last thing listed on his acting credits on IMDb. So, wow. So yeah, Bruce Willis is my hero of the week to have a sad one for that one. But he's still alive though. So hopefully he's. Hopefully it's one that it's not too terrible for him, but it still sounds like an awful disease. Yeah. If he if he does not have dementia and he's just if he's basically locked in his body but can't communicate, that would suck. That would be horrible. If he can't communicate out or understand communication coming in, that would be I don't again, I'm I'm not a doctor. I don't know anyone that has this disease. I don't know how it works. Right. But it sounds pretty rough. Yeah. So uh, so with that, Jared, <laughs> who is your hero of the week? Good luck following up that one. No kidding. I, I got nothing right now. You want to go Bruce um, Willis also then for that yeah, aspect? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Bruce Willis also. We'll do a double duty on that yeah. one. Yeah. That's wanna, insane. I want to say get well soon, but again, quick searching seems like, no, it's pretty much, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, uh, it sucks, but yeah. Um, hopefully, here's, here's the best to our... Bruce Willie, B Willie. I believe that's what they called him in Key and Peel. Oh, you'll be Willie? And stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, we will end the show with that, with saying, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, folks. Uh, thanks for sharing. Um, uh, I know Sarah is listening to this. She says she listens, she likes to listen to us on the motorcycle while driving around. Well, it's nice out. She also agreed with me with, about the Batman. So, like, yay for me. Woo. Sorry, Jared, to disagree with you again. Fine. But. <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, Sarah, I know you're listening, so thank you for listening. Uh, Adam listens also. He messages me usually after I say controversial things. And Nick is listening. And I whoever else is listening. Him yet. About, with Adam? Yeah. Yeah. When he was messaging us last, but whatever, uh, to come on to his podcast, that's when I was moving. And oh, it kind of yeah. like it dropped off my radar completely. So I, I need to get with him to get over there. Uh, I think they're doing Zoom uh, options now too for their. And they're, right. they're only doing like an hour long. When I did it, it was like two hours long, which is a bit long, but they're doing like hour option ones now too. I want to get them on this. Uh, Adam, I'm letting you know, hey, uh, free comic book day. Maybe we do a special free comic book day episode of the podcast. And since you live a far ways away, you, if you want to stick around after free comic book day and come over and listen to and do a live podcast, well, live, we'll do a podcast for that week, that following week here on a Saturday. I'm inviting you out to come over. So there you go. So yeah, if you want to be on our podcast, Adam. We can happy to have you over. You can meet Inkblot the cat, and she'll try not to. I'll try to make sure she doesn't murder you, and Peter Barker the dog. So, but anyway, until then, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for sharing, subscribing, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, and Discord. Uh, yeah, anything else we should say before we call it a night? Nope. Uh, so yeah, we, again, we will be here. Plan on being here next week the three of us and then in two weeks we will be taking that week off because laura and i are going on vacation and, and possible then, adrian and returns. then possibly adrian returns if, if his schedule is permitting again so hopefully that'll, that'll be a big week if after vacation we're like all right back to four of us again so we'll see how it goes but until then we will see you all next time
Sleepy cat. I'm annoying her. <laughs> She's actually not attacking me yet. Okay, can you think of any...